Welcome back to the Style Stories podcast. I'm your host, personal stylist Lisa Gilby, and this is a podcast that covers everything to do with style, image, and fashion for those of us over 40. Well, I've had a mini break. I've been off the podcast for the last six weeks running my online course, How to Find Your Personal Style. I'm delighted to be back with you guys recording this again. And I'm back with a bang today. I'll explain that in a minute. So I've been running my online course and I've also finally had lots more clients actually in the shop. So I am a personal stylist. That is my job. And obviously it was on hold because of the pandemic and all the shops shutting people are starting to venture out a bit more and I've been really busy so something had to give I've also got two kids and I'm one person so you've got to be realistic so I've had a small break but I'm really excited to be back because today I've got Rachel Peru who is one of the UK's top curve models who started her career as a model when she was 46 she was a single mother of three. She never thought in a million years that she'd be doing this. She got a degree in her mid-40s as well. She jumped out of a plane in her mid-40s tandem. And all these things have ignited this fire in her of ambition and confidence. And she admits on the podcast that she didn't always feel like this. She often struggled with her body image. She held herself back because of fear. And this is something that we all do. And the thing is, life is short. So it's far better to embrace what you have and just to go for it as much as you can. So I really hope you enjoy this chat today. It's so inspiring. I loved having Rachel on the podcast. I've got this week on the podcast, after a big break, I'm coming back with a bang because I have got Rachel Peru on the podcast, who is one of the most in-demand curve models in this country. And she's worked with people like Ashley Graham. I'm probably not going to introduce you as well as you can yourself, but you call yourself the silver-haired curve model as well. And you've just got this fascinating story about how you got into modelling at the age of 46, which is inspiring in itself because there's that whole message around never too late to start something new. I've got so many questions. I know that you are also, you really are body confidence champion and a champion of women in midlife as well. We shouldn't have to champion women. This is something we're going to talk about, but welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's lovely to finally, we get to talk, don't we? We've been yes. talking, we've been missing each other. So it's lovely to be here and we do have a lot to talk about. Exactly. So I just want to kick off with your inspirational story because I know that everyone, I know my listeners will really love to hear about how this came about because I know you used to be a school teacher. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly was not something that I'd ever really thought about when I was younger. I would never have had the confidence in my 20s and 30s to have even thought about doing modelling. It just wasn't on my radar at all. I really struggled with body confidence and self-esteem issues. So I didn't really have a kind of career set out in my 20s and 30s. I did a lot of retail work and, um, you know, it was fine. It paid the bills. It was a nice job, but it was never anything that I really kind of was, was you know, passionate about. And it wasn't until like, I got to my late 30s and um, I actually got divorced at 39 and found myself being single. I got three kids um, and I'd been with my, my first husband from the age of 16. So wow. 16 to 39 is a long time to suddenly then be out in the world on your own. So I really kind of had to discover who I was, what I liked doing, what I was passionate about. 
And um, I went to university and got an education studies degree um, and started working in early years education, which I really loved doing and thought that was going to be my next you know, career mapped out until I retired. And I was really happy with that. And life has a bit of a funny way of turning things upside down for you when you least expect it. And my eldest daughter became really quite ill with um, acute anxiety and acrophobia. So she ended up being homeschooled, which meant I had to stop working. So I kind of felt like I'd taken a huge step back, particularly for my confidence, because after kind of setting out and going off on this new career, it all came to a halt, so I was back at home again. Um, and it was during that time a friend had kindly uh, volunteered me to do some modelling for a Macmillan fashion show locally. And so I said yes, not done anything like that before. Two of us went several cans of gin and tonic later, got on the stage <laughs> and uh, absolutely loved it. And I came off feeling so empowered and feeling so much more confident. I felt like I'd grown, you know, in inches when I came off the stage and I was buzzing and I couldn't wait to do it again. And each year I did it and I looked something I looked forward to. And I've done it for 10 years now, actually, I still do it for them. And um, it was after about six years that the photographer kept saying, you know, I've got some great photos of you. You're really photogenic. There was a couple of other professional models involved and said, have you ever thought about doing it? And so I'd got to 46 and I thought, well, do you know what, actually, why not? It's something that I've never even thought about, but let's give it a go and see. And by this time, my, my, my eldest daughter was on, on the road to recovery. So she had got support and help and, and was kind of getting back to functioning you know, normally again. And so I thought, well, yeah, let's try it. Sent off really basic images to lots of different agencies and got signed to the London agency pretty much straight away and have been on this just amazing journey in the last five years that I could not have ever imagined but absolutely love doing what I'm doing now I, I love it I love the fact it's just it just came out of nowhere basically and it just and it you know and but you've had lots of success which is brilliant it's a growing area isn't it now what I think you know the ideal of beauty changes over time and I hope I really hope that things have improved and they continue to improve in this field do you think it is there's been a big I think it I think even in the last five yeah I think even in the last five years since I started I think it's it's improved but I think we've still got a long way to go I think it's still really small you know amounts of, of progress that's been made there's still a lot of tokenism um, in the use of older models and curvier models but I suppose unless you have that, if you don't have that tokenism, then you don't dip your toes in the water and these brands don't see the positive response that they get from their consumers without that. And then hopefully that build, they can build on that. So I think you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's really frustrating sometimes because, you know, you think, well, there's all these amazing models out there that are in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Why are they not getting used enough? But I do think it is starting to change slowly. We were talking about how we've still got a long way to go to get back to, you know, well, just to get to a point where it's a, it's a, we're seeing more people like ourselves represented. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Um, you know, so we don't have, for years, it's been sort of the one sort of type of person. And then like you say, like Rachel was saying, cause it did cut out a bit is that people get stereotyped. That's the thing, you know, as they get older, yeah. And you sort of get given an older. And I think I, I wanted to talk to you about where you think this comes from. What is it? Is it cultural? Is it I think 
they are slightly different in other countries. I think yeah, I think we're quite behind in a lot of in a lot of respects to some countries. I think that lots of countries in Europe, I think the Mediterranean are much more kind of embracing of of, of older women. Um, and that's just my based on, on going there and seeing women on, in the summer on the, on the beach in, in, in all their glorious bodies of all shapes and sizes. They don't seem to have the same hang ups as, as, as the British women do. I think it's ingrained in us from decades and decades and generations of society's kind of attitudes. And I think it's it, we've got to have these conversations like today where we've got to constantly have these conversations to make these changes because it's we've, we've still got a long way to go. But I think it's a very British um, attitude that, you know, we're so youth orientated. And once you get past 40, it's kind of like, okay, well, we're not interested in you anymore. Then let's, you know, we're concentrating on the under 25s. And that's got to be a shift. And I think there is a shift because we're seeing more women like ourselves going out there and doing what we want and recreating our lives. But I think the media's still got a long way to catch up with what we're doing. Yeah, because a lot of older people over 50 hold like a large proportion of the wealth. Yeah. So, you know, they've got the spending power, yet the advertisers still aim at the, the 25 year olds and all of that. And then we get stereotypes and just going back to the British thing as well, is that we do like to put people in boxes as a culture. Yeah. So it's, it's something that I think is very much in, ingrained in us. It's still got, you know, kind of the class system and that kind of thing. It's all, I think it all kind of heralds back to that. Yeah. You know? And yes, we are, but like you say, tokenism as well, like you can get, like it can become, you know, not just stereotype, but also tokenism, like they're trying to tick boxes. Exactly. Yeah, let's let's tick. We've got a grey haired lady in this campaign and we've got a curvy lady. But actually what we want to see in every campaign is diversity across the board as just as a given without even having these conversations. That's what we need to aim towards. But I suppose we have to start somewhere. Yeah. And also as well, with, with regard to size, you know, it's with a curve model what how would you describe what a curve model what the criteria is because i've read different things yeah it's from size 10 and about is is curved so yeah yeah i mean the industry is bizarre and i still can't get my head around it i mean i'm actually represented by bridge models and they are a specific curve agency and i think they start as a size 12 upwards so anything in the in definitely over a 12 is classed as plus size in the fashion industry, which when you think that the UK average size, I think is a 16, how can a size 12 be plus size? It makes no sense whatsoever. And the average size is a 16. And yeah. That just shows that we have got a long way to go. Yeah. I, just, I just want to talk to you about how you got through, because you said you didn't have, you weren't very body confident when you were younger, and then suddenly you became a model. I would have been, I imagine myself in that position going to a casting or something. And I think I would probably have been so scared. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> how have you sort of managed that? What's been the experience? Um, I would say I spent a lot of my life feeling scared and, and I allowed that fear to stop me from doing things. So I wouldn't try new things because I was always that fear of that failure and making a fool of myself and not believing in myself. So for my 40th, I really wanted to change that. So my word for that decade was to be brave. And so for my 40th, I did a tandem skydive when I hate heights. I'm terrified of heights. But I thought if I can do that, then I'll have this bank of kind of memory bank of things that, I, that I've achieved that I know I can do. So once I've done that, and, and I'm still scared of heights, but never mind, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> but once I've done that, then I started to travel on my own and, and I, I volunteered abroad and did lots of different things that I've never done before. So I really pushed myself to step out of the comfort zone. And I think the more you do that, 
the more you grow. And then so by the time I'd got into the modeling, yes, I was terrified of doing it and I didn't know what I was doing. And I had that whole imposter syndrome. But I also knew what I'd done in the last five years leading up to that. So I knew that I would be all right. And it would just, you know, I've kind of took a deep breath and went for it. Oh, that is, I just think that in itself is just amazing because unfortunately people spend a lot of time putting themselves down and thinking and just letting the fear kind of take over and stopping themselves from doing things. Yeah. You are living proof that you've just, you've gone for it. I mean, I would, I won't be doing tandem skydiving. I can absolutely (laughs) guarantee that's not ever going to (laughs) happen. Well, because it made you, it pushed you. And also the Macmillan thing was pretty terrifying as well that first yeah Yeah, I think it was just for me it's where I grow the most and it's made me realize what I can achieve and it's actually really it it lit a fire in me to see what else I can do and it really pushed me and even going to university in you know 39 and 40 going into university and as a mature student that was that was a real challenge but I loved it so I've done all these things and and now I feel like I you know I can't wait to see what's next it's exciting to to push yourself and to push yourself and what would you say to people because people are struggling I think with image so I work with a lot of people who they've for years they've they've just worn the same old thing because they don't feel like they have the creativity and they don't want to draw attention to themselves they don't want to look too try hard but the the theme that keeps coming up is that they don't want to draw attention to themselves and they want to fit in mm-hmm. and I think this unfortunately is a very human condition when it comes to how you dress and with that but body image is huge yeah summer body confidence you know have you got any tips on that just for people We've all been waiting lockdown as well. Yeah, I have. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've all got to just start being a bit kinder to ourselves. You know, I think looking at ourselves in the mirror in the morning and knowing that you are enough just as you are right now. And, you know, I'll be honest, it's taken me a long time to get to that point. It took me till my 40s to get to that point. And it, and it actually didn't come from from doing the physical things yes I, I, I enjoy doing a bit of sport but I'm not a fanatic I don't go to the gym every day or you know I'll do it when I can fit it in it came from those activities it came from traveling it came from meeting other people it came from you know meeting a whole cross-section of people and diversity for me to realize that actually my body shape and my size had nothing to do with how good my life was or how capable I was of doing stuff and so it took that pressure off thinking that, you know, if only I could, you know, be a size smaller than everything will be all right in life because everything is all right in life and my size was completely irrelevant. And so I did manage to stop weighing myself every day. That was a huge thing for me because I used to weigh myself every single day mm-hmm. and it would it would literally dictate the mood. So if I'd lost a few pounds, I'd be in a great mood. If I'd put on a pound, I, you know, it would ruin my day and I'd go into that self-sabotaging. So I, for me, getting rid of the weighing scales was, was a first really important thing for me that really just helped shift that pressure that I was putting myself under I think that puts massive pressure on you and also your body fluctuates anyway from like you know water and all of that yeah and also you know I'm I'm, you know from like I'm going through the menopause now so you know my body shape slightly changed and I've got more fat around my stomach area and yes I can exercise but I've also got to accept that right now this is where I'm at in this journey and that's okay and, and I've got to be okay with that because Otherwise, it's too draining. It's really hard work to carry all that baggage around with you when, and it really can put barriers up and stop you from doing things in life. That's the problem. 
Yeah, and the other thing I was going to talk about, which is I think it's a it's a subject in itself, because when I started my podcast, that's the first thing I talked about on one of my earlier episodes was with some women in their 40s and 50s who had embraced going grey. So this is another thing about confidence, about yeah. pushing yourself and just having this self-acceptance, because when you have got this self-acceptance, other things really fall into place. So what was your story about embracing the grey and stopping dyeing your hair or did you ever dye your hair What's always dyed my hair I, I started going grey um when I was kind of 14 15 um and you know my, I had a terrible 80s perm um short terrible for 80s perm with grey roots so my nickname at school was Biddy um which oh. <laughs> which which oh. stuck for years <laughs> uh, so I coloured my hair every colour of the rainbow for years you know I would literally I have been navy blue, white, red, basically whenever Linda Evangelista coloured her hair, my hair colour would change as much as that. And it was always very short pixie cut. And actually for a while, I quite liked that challenge of changing my hair and what could it be? It was almost like I was reinventing myself. But when I look back now, I think it was probably because I wasn't happy with myself. So every time I went to the hairdresser and changed my colour, it was like, okay, maybe I'll be happy with this colour. So I think when I did finally say, when I got to 46, you know, I'm going to stop colouring my hair, it did feel really liberating and freeing to actually just be me. You know, I just felt like I could just be me without having to worry about, you know, who else I might be next week. But um, I just woke up one morning and just thought, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, to just stop colouring it. And I put a post out on Facebook to all my friends to say, listen, I'm going to stop colouring my hair, just letting you know what are your thoughts. And although a lot of them were in jest, most of the comments, I'd say 90% of the comments were all negative. It was all very much you know, don't do it, you're too young, it's going to age you, you're too young to give up, you know, it makes you look like you're going to be, you know, kind of past it, yeah. you've, you've given up, you, you know, yeah, and there was only, I think there was only one other lady that was really positive, and that was another grey-haired lady, um, and actually now, all my friends are like, wow, I absolutely love your hair, and, you know, it's, it's just that kind of ingrainedness, isn't it, to be scared of going grey, it's as if it's a really negative thing, and for me, I love my grey hair. And I, you know, I wish now I'd done it sooner. If I'd have known what it was going to be like, I would have done it sooner. Well, this is this is what my friend um, Teresa, who might be listening, actually, who, she embraced when she turned 50, she embraced the grey and she had a pixie crop. Yeah. And she dyed her hair red for years. But she she um, has got lovely, juicy lips and she put like a hot, hot pink lipstick, yeah. grey hair. But it was the confidence that, that came with it. And I think this is, you know, we're talking now about people saying all those negative comments. Where is that coming from? You know, it's because the fearful of age, it's fear exactly. of age, not embracing it. Everyone seems to be scared of not everyone, but, lot, you know, because of what we're fed by the media. Yeah. Also, menopause is only is only starting to be talked about. I've talked about that a few times on my podcast as well. This is now kind of, you know, the conversation du jour, if you like, like people are sort of talking about it more. But yeah. it's all connected to sex. It's all connected to being sexless as you get older. Yeah. Considered, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And men don't have this. Men have them, you know, for years, men have been, um, you know, the silver fox and men look distinguished when they've got grey hair. And, and it's never been the same for women. And I think, you know, it's 
it's we've got to challenge that and that's what I like doing that's what I like doing on you know particularly my social media I love being able to challenge that I love doing my lingerie posts and and working with brands that you know celebrate older women in lingerie because we need to see it we need to we need to show people that you know it's just a color of your hair it's just another color and why should that be something you know why should we be scared of being in our 50s and 60s I mean actually it's a really fantastic I think it's a really fantastic time you know I turned 50 last year and I've got more confidence and more drive and, and ambition now than I've ever had in my life. And I think it's too easy to be scared of something that, that actually we don't need to be. We just need to change that narrative. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just, it's never too late. It's all coming for, it's never too late to start something new. But I know that lots of people think, okay, well, you know, by now I should have done this, this and this and met the societal norms that are set out for us. Yeah. By this age, you should have a mortgage, then you need to do this. And it's all kind of, you know, these societal norms. I love the fact that you're challenging it and the fact that, you know, seeing women who are older and curvy and everything in their underwear as well, that's that's empowering for people to realise you don't need to hide away. This is what we're told. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, for me, it drives me mad that we go into a lingerie shop in your 40s and your 50s. And there are no women in the marketing that looks like you. So how the hell can you go into a change of room and choose a bra when you're surrounded by women in the twenties and come out feeling good about yourself? Because you always compare yourself, don't you? So you know we we need to see and be be able to relate to the marketing and the images that are put out there to women that look like us because it's just good for our mental well-being. You know, it's really important. This is where it comes. This is where it really boils down to. It boils down to mental health. I mean, mm. I've got friends who have got teenage girls, and that a lot of them are going through a difficult time. Yeah. Because of the images that they're, you know, given all the, you know, all the time on social media, which is another thing that is something that we didn't grow up with. Yeah. You and I. So I guess it's another pressure. I mean, social media hasn't actually been around that long, and then you've got, you know, shows like Love Island. Yeah. Yeah just you know all these ideals that are held up when yeah. we could be having more normal normal images so confidence is super important I just love the way that you just step out so confidently and the fact that you're you know enjoying the fact that you're so confident now ambitious all these things amazing I feel the same I'm the same as well I feel super ambitious yeah I'm getting more confident as I get older all those sorts of things. I wanted to bring it back to a bit of fashion because it is, you know, the podcast is mostly about fashion. Yes. I was wondering about, you know, there's all these guides, you shouldn't wear this over 40, la, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah, drive me mad. Yes. <laughs> where do you shop? Like what kind of, what, what do, sort of clothes do you like? I mean, it shouldn't even be a thing. You should be able to wear what the hell you like and what makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a, so I've been looking at my wardrobe actually, because you know, you've mentioned, you know, talking about this. And so I've looked through my wardrobe and I don't have a particular brand that I always go to that I love. I really have an eclectic mix of clothes in my wardrobe. I love vintage fashion and I always have done. So there's a lot of that in it. I also like buying secondhand and pre-loved. So I'll do shopping for designer clothes on eBay. But then, you know, I love, um, I, you know, I shop on the high street. I, I, I've just been into Leeds with my daughter this afternoon and we've been in H&M and we've looked at Zara and I don't put myself in any bracket. I, if I see something I like that I think I can carry it off, then I will, it's irrelevant to me whether it's actually aimed at, you know, a 20 year old. If I feel good in it, then I'm not bothered. There was, can you remember, I've sort of briefly mentioned this to you before we went live, uh, Mary Portas. 
started a fashion line. Any, anyone that's listening, because I know I have a lot of people listening in Australia and America, it, Mary Portas is an amazing businesswoman. She's known as the queen of shops and she, she advised the government on our ailing high streets and all sorts. Mm-hmm. And she was in her 50s, I think, and she started this fashion line specifically aimed at women over 40. Yeah. I remember at the time, I didn't like that as a concept. Yeah. I don't like being put into that bracket. And, and it, it, it puts me off. If, if somebody says, oh, that's for your age bracket, then that really puts me off. There are some brands that are doing it. I don't know if you know, there's a, there's a, a boutique in London called The Bias Cut. They're an online business. Um, and I really like them because it's the kind of place that my 23-year-old daughter might find a top that she likes, but it's also aimed at women at our age group. So I, I like that. I don't mind that. But if it's a specific, this is for 40 plus, yeah. then that makes me want to retaliate and say, well, I'm not going to shop there then because I don't want to be targeted by just because of my age, because my age is irrelevant to what I wear. I totally wouldn't shop somewhere that was aimed at people over 40. Yeah. I just wouldn't. It would just, it totally puts me off the whole thing. Yeah. I know that it didn't. It it did well initially I think because of all the PR and all of that but she yeah. had those famous tights for arms yes you can remember those yeah and I was shopping fairly recently actually maybe two years ago before the pandemic shopping for one of my clients in Selfridges in London and I was looking at some whistle stuff and the, the girl came up to me so I was what, 45 then or something she came up to me and said um oh we have got some tops you know that have got arms if you'd prefer to cover your arms and I was just so offended what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my arms out <laughs> get my arms out but the yeah. fact she'd obviously pegged me yes older woman therefore she doesn't want to she wants yeah. to cover her arms yeah we're here to be trailblazers Rachel I think Rachel's also got a podcast as well called out of the Bu- bubble podcast which is at the moment it's She's done a, a couple of series, but it's coming back later in October. So have a listen to Rachel talking to some amazingly inspirational women, because this is what we need to You do compare yourself to others, but let's not, I don't want that, you know, that compare and despair thing is so damaging. Yeah, it is. I think it's, it's just being able to relate to other people's Amazing. stories and, and pick out bits that you think, oh, yeah, I, I, I've had a similar experience to that and look how they dealt with it. And it just gives you that inspiration to push yourself a little bit harder out of your comfort zone and see what what's next really and just open your mind a bit more well I think that's what that's what influences you know that we have many many influences now you're an influencer as well check out Rachel's Instagram as well but you know we have these people because it helps us to feel we can do it too yeah you know following these people and you can and and not to be held back not read try not to read the daily mail and <laughs> <laughs> you can help it and you know just be inspired you know and just go for it and if you want to jump out for plane like Rachel did but I yeah <laughs> not something I'm going to be doing but thank you so much it's really really interesting I love chatting to you today I just want to like would you say the final question I think is would you say as well that your fashion 
confidence has grown over the years has it been a bit yeah better? definitely because I because I really struggled to like my body I'm a 34g bust I'm a size 14 16 I've always been big busted and so I did that classic thing of trying to hide my body thinking that if I had to stick on baggy clothes and dark colors then no one will see it and notice it and and now I, I you know you will always see me in fitted clothes and I'll show my figure off and my curves off and I'm so much more comfortable comfortable doing that so I have noticed that I'm I'm much more confident in in the clothes that I choose and I and I show my figure off rather than try to hide it and actually obviously it makes me look so much better than sticking on a, a jumper that's three sizes too big for me with no yeah, shape people, people do all the time yeah some dark black jersey cover their body up and not really show off the curves and embrace yeah. color and all those sorts of things and actually you just look a lot more vibrant and better yeah yeah. And you feel better. It gives you such a lift if you add colour to your wardrobe. And, you know, I, if only I'd known because I spent probably 30 years wearing black. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this I mean, it's just a really, really common thing that people do, though. But finding yeah. your colours and embracing that colour thing is just yeah. like you say, because when you look good, you feel good. It's just a simple yeah. thing, but it's so true and so powerful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've loved listening to your story, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. Lovely to connect. I'm going to keep you, I'm going to stop the Facebook recording, all the technical stuff that we do here. Anyone listening, we well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been brilliant having you on here. And we had to chat about, we had lots of great chat about confidence and image confidence, body confidence, all that kind of stuff. But self-belief, I think, is really one of the biggest things that comes out of this. You can, you can, you know, look to others for inspiration. And you can do it and push yourself outside of your comfort zone. So thank you so much for joining me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed that. Rachel is such an inspiring woman. We've got a long way to go if we think size 10 is plus size, but it was great to listen to her and her story about how pushing herself outside her comfort zone has really ignited ambition and confidence and self-belief and all these things. You don't need to jump out of a plane, of course, for any of these things, but it's just good to see women like ourselves doing things that push ourselves outside our comfort zone. It's just really, really inspirational. So I hope you enjoyed it. As ever, please do send me a message if there's anything in particular you want me to cover on the podcast. You can send me a direct message on Instagram at Lee Skilby Stylist. Make sure you go and follow Rachel. She's got almost 20,000 followers on her Instagram feed. She's Rachel Peru. Go and follow her. And I'm sure you're going to be seeing a lot more of Rachel over the coming months. Let's hope so. And lots more women like her as well. Just women like us. Take care and I'll see you next time.